You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday. Is it a big game tonight with Arkansas and Auburn in basketball? It's a must-win, need, really need to win, however you want to put it. It's going to be a tough game for Arkansas, no doubt about it. And we got to talk about it. It's an 8 p.m. game, so it's a little late. So hopefully you're able to get a chance to listen to this podcast before uh, tip-off hits because we'll be discussing a lot of it. Not only this, but also getting into some football things with a very special guest here on the show. That is Jay Tate, who covers Auburn for Auburn Rivals and does a great job with them. And he joins us right now here on the phone lines. Jay, really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Hey, now. Great to be on these airways, bro. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun, obviously, because basketball season. I know Auburn down there. You guys had plenty going on with football, especially with the way the season ended and coaching and all that. But basketball is upon us, and this is going to be the second time that these two teams meet. But it seems like, and maybe I want your opinion on it, Auburn's been playing a lot better as of late than what we saw in the non-conference even early in the SEC season. Yeah, that's kind of how it works when you get a uh, five-star and the highest-rated player they've ever signed in the history of Auburn University. So uh, Sharif Cooper is that guy. He's a five-star point guard. Um, not a great shooter, but he's a great facilitator, very quick in transition, and they really needed him against Arkansas the first time. Like, the Hogs won that one by four. No, no, that was 12. I'm sorry, 12. And they were the better team the whole night long. But at that point, Auburn was kind of going with a freshman shooting guard to play points. Now they've got a proper point guard, and like you mentioned, they're playing much better basketball. It's not a surprise. And I think they're going to give Arkansas a better challenge this time. Aside from Sharif Cooper, where's the best player improvement come from from early in the season to where they are now? Well, I'm, Alan Flanagan, who is a, a little, girl, little Rock native, actually. Oh, uh, yeah, we know him well. <laughs> I think he's come the furthest. I, I This is my 23rd year covering Auburn, and I've never seen a player football, basketball, baseball, whoever, make such a jump one year after another as Alan Flanagan. I mean, last year he was just kind of like, ay, 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 I don't know if he can play at this level. This year, he's probably been outside of Sharif, their best player. Uh, if you look at all of his statistics, they're up, you know, shooting up two points, three points, free throw shooting. They're all up like 20 or 30 points uh, year over year. So he's become kind of the heart and soul of his team. Man, when he's coming downhill, you get that lefty shot off inside, you know, mid-range stuff. He's been huge for this team. So I would say Al Flanagan's the guy that's made the most improvement. You know, it's kind of been weird, too, because we know that Auburn's not going to do any postseason this year. Uh, obviously with what's going on. Has that kind of put a damper as far as from fans and their interest in Auburn basketball? Is there still a lot there, even though they know there's not going to be any postseason? What's been the vibe like there in Auburn and basketball? I'm going to tell you, Auburn basketball fans are the best in the world because when they were 0-4, and, and, and one of those four losses uh, in the SEC was Arkansas, and like I mentioned earlier, Arkansas was better than Auburn the whole night that night. Uh, and that happened a lot in those first few games of the conference season. At 0-4, Auburn fans were as enthusiastic as they were at the beginning of the season because they knew there was no postseason. They know this team's kind of reloading. They've got a lot of young players right now, highly rated young players. Uh, this class, this freshman class, is the highest rated group of players that, that BP's ever signed, that Auburn's ever signed. They've got two more top 50 players coming next year, including the top five. Everything is building toward next season. And I think you can these fans here have their head on straight about it and they're just enjoying watching this team get better little by little. So they have a great mindset. Is that something with just being a young team and having young players where they know that they're only going to miss out this one season, and so 
they can build on whatever happens now and just moving forward, then they know they can do some good things within the years to come. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. Also, you know, Auburn, this is basically penance for the Chuck Person snafu, and they spent the last three or four years kind of self-imposing violations so that at the end, and this is going to be the last violation, our last self-imposed punishment, I should say, that they're going to have to put down, they've kind of spread it out over four years instead of Oklahoma State, which had a similar issue. they got to take it all at once. they got to take... Uh, the recruiting restrictions. They got to take the scholarship reductions. They got to take the no the postseason ban. You got to do all that at once. Auburn spread it out one piece every four every year over four years. So these kids probably had an idea this is going to be coming. And again, they know that twenty one twenty two is going to be the year they're all building for, and they'd love to try to get back to the top four. How how were they able to do that? Was because it was self imposed and they got in front of it? Yeah, I mean, again, that hasn't all been decided. I mean, it needs to be fully adjudicated by the NCA. But the idea was. Let's just go ahead and start self-imposing stuff. We know what went wrong. We know that Chuck Person did some things that he shouldn't have. Uh, let's go ahead and self-impose and get in front of it, like you mentioned. And hopefully, by the time we do things over four years, you know, you put all that stuff together, and that's enough for the NCA to be okay with it. I still personally expect there to be an, a scholarship reduction, one or two, something like that. But uh, again, to just do that instead of having four things thrown in your face all at once, uh, I think that's pretty smart. We're speaking with Jay Tate, who writes for Auburn Rivals here on the Cartridge World Hotline, Out of Bounds, 103.7 The Buzz. You know, Jay, this this SEC season is really tough for me to try to, or anybody to figure out for crying out loud. Like Arkansas here, it seemed like that they had really had everything going. Oh, for sure, they're an NCAA tournament team. Then, boom, they get blown out by Bama and LSU. Last night, Florida completely destroys Tennessee, and the only constant seems like is Bama's just ripping and roaring as they beat LSU by 30 last night. What do you make of this conference? Can we figure this out, or have you figured it out? What's going on here? Well, Alabama's plays at such a frenetic pace that I don't think a lot of teams are staffed personnel-wise to deal with it properly. Now, for me, I feel like Arkansas is a team that should be able to resist that better than most because I love their depth. They have a lot of experienced dudes. I know a lot of them are coming over grad transfers or other transfers, but nonetheless, Arkansas's better than this, and they're going to be better than this. I know that. I feel that. I'm a Kentucky graduate. I spent my life cheering against Arkansas in the 90s, of course, Williamson and Scotty and all those guys. But still, a lot of respect out there for them. And they're going to get better. Eric Musselman is absolutely the right coach. He's a great coach, epic coach. So I feel like Arkansas is going to rise with challenge as the season wears on. And maybe as we get to the SEC tournament time, you're going to see an Arkansas team that's going to be a worthy challenger. To me, LSU is just kind of solid. I don't know what to make about Florida. I still think they're kind of overachieving because of Keontae's issue. And then Tennessee, man, they just didn't show up last night. It's a little bit crazy. I'm just not sure that Alabama is like this far and ahead best team in the league. They are at the moment. I just don't know if they are in real life. So when it all shakes out, uh, do you expect Alabama to stay there at the top or someone to make make a move towards Bama? And maybe you mentioned Kentucky there, being a Kentucky grad. What do you think about them as far as making a move throughout the season? Yeah, I think Kentucky kind of stinks. I don't. I just watched them play Auburn last weekend, and I just don't think they have enough heart. And it's something that I don't know if you can fix that over the course of a season. I mean, they lost at home to Notre Dame. Notre Dame is horrible. They lost to Richmond, who's a solid little team, but God bless. Um, I just don't think Kentucky has it. And, and Auburn, I think Auburn broke Kentucky in the uh, regional final in 2019. Just seems like Kentucky's been kind of nosed down ever since then, and and Albert beat him again the other day. That was a that was a painful loss for them. I'll tell you that. 
We'll continue our discussion with Jay Tate of Auburn Rivals here in just a second. But first, I got to tell you about Built Bar, folks. I told you that box that they sent me. I'm almost out of them because they're just amazing. Like the, the amount of flavors that Built Bar comes in is just awesome. And I've been trying a lot of different ones. And some of them I like. Some of them I like a lot. Some of them I just kind of care for. But no matter what it is, they're all amazing and they're all healthy. And they are so so great for the, all the health conscious people out there. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. It's great for all your different diets. And the 18 different flavors that they come in makes it so easy to find the ones that you like the best that you can make work when it is on the go for a quick snack, no matter what it is. And if you go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order. It's as simple as that. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Take advantage. Don't let, don't hesitate. Don't let it go to waste. Go to BillBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Yeah, and speaking of Kentucky, because I'm curious, since you obviously know a lot about the program, been following it a long time, here in Arkansas, the feeling's mutual as far as they hate Kentucky, they hate John Calipari, just like a lot of people do. But what is going on there? Because we know that in the SEC – most of the time, there's constants. You know Alabama football is going to be good, and you knew Kentucky basketball was going to be good. You always knew Kentucky was going to have talent. You knew Kyle Parry is a great coach who's been able to have a lot of success. But this is just so uncharacteristic. Like, what's going on here? And Kyle Parry going forward, is he still – everyone's confident he's still the guy, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't cover Kentucky, and I haven't been there since 98, so I don't know the ins and outs of Kyle Parry. When I was there, I covered Kobe and, and Rick Pitino, but – uh, as far as this team goes, if you want to know my opinion on what their problem is, I don't think they have enough sack, honestly. I just don't think when you have young kids and some things start going poorly in the beginning, you need to have those older players to kind of calm things down and say, hey, man, we've lost games before. We're going to get back to work, and we're going to get this thing turned around. When you've got a bunch of 18-year-old kids and you don't have enough guys who have been in your program to kind of weather the ups and downs, I think you can get away from those young guys really easily. I think you saw that a little bit when they sent the kid home maybe a month ago because of his attitude. That tells you something wasn't good right there, and he just hasn't been able to kind of pull him back. Now, they did get on a little winning streak there, but they lost to Alabama. They lost to Auburn. I think they're kind of back on the schneid again. And I know, look, man, I know Hog fans are never going to be crying to Calipari. I get it. Uh, and the people on that side would not be crying either if Arkansas was thinking. But, yeah, I think they're in trouble right now. You've got to have guys, even if it's going to go one and done. And Auburn's starting to kind of get into that a little bit. I think Sharif Cooper might be a one and done. Sumo Kiki was a two-and-done. Isaac Coro was a one-and-done. You can dip your toes into that, but when you go for seven guys like that or eight guys like that, then you get, you're really relying on those sophomores and juniors to kind of carry you, and I just don't think Kentucky has it. So is this something you think that could change the recruiting philosophy because of a season like this? Uh, we've seen it before from Kentucky. It actually happened before, but they were able to bounce back and just move forward with the way they usually recruit. Do you think this season could be a game-changer and especially because maybe uh, the one-and-done rule goes away here in the next couple of seasons. Yeah, I don't know about the one-and-done rule. It seems okay to me. Uh, I don't like the idea of restraining kids that want to go from high school to the NBA. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. I know Brandon Jennings went to Italy, and there's some different things you can do. You can go to Lithuania or whatever, but one-and-done seems fine to me, I guess, and I don't think it's going to go away. Uh, As far as Calipari and, and maybe the way he recruits, yeah, I think he needs to keep an eye on keeping some of those young kids. But, again, if you got five-star guys that want to come play, I would never turn them down. And maybe he hopes that the chemistry will kind of get a reset when all these kids leave after this season. 
and maybe the next group of seven or eight young guys come in, maybe the chemistry will be better, the constitution will be better, and if they lose some games early, they don't just completely fall down. You know, kind of speaking more towards the SEC, you mentioned Auburn and, and the fans that they have there in basketball. And obviously, when you win, recently going to the Final Four, that can always elevate things. But it felt like for so long, and I'm sure you kind of felt this way too, being from Kentucky, that SEC basketball was really Kentucky number one far and away. Arkansas is a great program with very passionate fan base. Maybe Tennessee, maybe LSU here and there, maybe Florida here and there. But Overall, it just didn't seem like it was a very passionate basketball conference. Have you felt over the past five to ten years that that shifted to where maybe not to the level of football or even baseball or something like that, but the passion for basketball in this conference has really been elevated? Yeah, I mean, the the commissioner five years ago sat down with these ADs and these presidents uh, in Sandestin. I I can't remember what year this was, maybe seven years ago, and he said, look, this, this conference can't continue to be, like you mentioned, Kentucky, Arkansas, and Billy Donovan, Florida. we got to have more. You guys have to invest money pointing at Auburn, pointing at Alabama, pointing at Georgia, and saying you guys need to invest money in basketball. It's not just about football. And through the years, these last seven or eight years, even Mississippi State's got a pretty good coach now. Auburn's got Bruce Earl. Uh, Georgia's been kind of stinking, but they have a good coach, Tom Green. I mean, he did good work at Indiana and Marquette before that. So there has been a huge investment, I think, in the bottom half of the conference, and that's kind of pulled up the bottom of the conference and made it so that the SEC can legitimately get six, seven, eight uh, invitations to the, to the 64. So that's what I think has changed, and I think it's good to see that. Auburn definitely one of those kind of nouveau riche programs that have come up a long way with BP. But the great thing about these Auburn folks here is they never lose sight of the fact that BP is a gift from God in them, you know, and he's so good all the time. He recruits well. He wins. He gets them to the Final Four. Uh, they can lose games now, and everybody's just happy because once they hit that Final Four, it's kind of like everything's gravy after that. Dude, Auburn was horrible for, like, generations. <laughs> so uh, these people never lose sight of that. Yeah, the Tony Barbie days is the one I always remember. Oh. Good grief. What was it? Uh, what was that guy's name? It was Chubb, wasn't it, that he was, like, the best player on there? Nick Chubb, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, the big center. <laughs> yeah, that guy, was, yeah, that guy was wild. But, yeah, Auburn is really – it just shows you coaching matters, even though – uh, sometimes it's overrated in basketball or underrated maybe because you just rely on players. Coaching does matter, and I think that that's been the biggest difference too in the SEC is not only investing but investing in coaches, getting quality guys in here because the days of Rick Rays and those guys seem like they're far and over. Yeah, the days of Tony Barbie and Jeff Lebo for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, Auburn invested a lot. They have a brand-new stadium. Well, it's brand-new to me, I guess. It's been, what, eight eight years now. But it's a really nice stadium. They have a nice practice facility. They've already done some work in the stadium to upgrade. Uh, their locker rooms and stuff for recruiting. Uh, yeah, Auburn is a great example of just a team that got it and, and started putting money toward it, and they, they got the return. Is it uh, So we know a lot of it is about coaching, but in coaching, you and when you get good coaches, you get good recruits. So is it more about the coaches, or is it more about these good players that they're able to draw in? Well, of course it's the players. They're the ones that get it, uh, put the ball in the hole, and then and block shots and whatnot. But, no, I, I think that the money invested for the coaches is the key thing. At Auburn, too, you had to have the facilities upgraded. They were horrendous uh, back in the late 90s. They had the worst. Dude, I mean, I went to an NAI school for undergrad, and they had better facilities than Auburn did. Uh, so uh, just being real about it. So Auburn's definitely put the money where their mouth was. and uh, you know, But, you know, Bruce Pearl is a guy that not everybody loves, right? Like, He's had his fair share of run-ins through the years, and I think there's a lot of people who see him as kind of this shady character, but um, he's definitely gotten it done at Auburn. I mean, everybody here is just fanatically behind him. 
We'll continue our discussion with Jay Tate of Auburn Rivals here in just a second. But, folks, playoff football is upon us. Here we go. Feeling good, feeling great, right? I can't wait for these games to get going in the NFC and AFC title game. But also college basketball tonight. Like the Arkansas Razorbacks are favored by six and a half points in this game. I don't know how, but they are. So go ahead and go pay some money on it. It's fun to watch the games, but it's even more fun to win. And that's what BetOnline.ag helps you out with. If you say sign up today, you get a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% off welcome bonus. It's a great deal no matter if it's the NFL, no matter if it's college, basketball, no matter what it is. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON for 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. You know, looking at tonight's game, though, it's it's tough to beat any team twice, especially when you mention the the, the deals with Auburn and, and what they're going to have tonight and what's going to be available and what's been different from the first time that these two teams met. But how do you think this game goes down? Because it is in Bud Walton Arena. COVID, I understand, but it's always difficult to win in Bud Walton Arena. Uh, how do you feel like this game goes down, and does Auburn return the favor to Arkansas and get the victory in Fayetteville? Well, a few things that just kind of strike me on this. And first of all, Auburn, I've seen a lot of Auburn losses uh, in, in Fayetteville through the years. So I'm, I never feel good about Auburn going up there uh, ever. Uh, the second thing is Arkansas has been sliding a little bit here lately, and Auburn's been playing much better basketball, so that kind of makes me think that Auburn is going to have a shot. The one thing is Auburn needs to have some shooting from long range. Uh, these last couple games, they just can't hit threes. They don't really have a three-point shooter. They have one dude who's really, really good, and he suffered this concussion three and a half weeks ago in the Texas A&M game. His name's Justin Powell. He's a freshman from uh, Kentucky, believe it or not. And he got hit in the back of the head by a teammate. Hmm. And so he got concussed, and we were thinking, oh, you know, week, two weeks, maybe at the most. Well, he's still out. He's still not able to practice. And so they're missing their best three-point shooter. And now it's, it's just kind of like they're driving to the bucket and trying to get stuff in transition. You know, I just feel like Arkansas is a pretty wily, pretty savvy team that I think is going to catch on to what they do in the half court. So if I were guessing, I think Auburn's going to lose this game. But, uh, again, if you're looking at the trends of the teams, you definitely think they've got a shot. All right, last one before I let you get out of here. I do have to ask you about football because it is uh, SEC sure. after all. What's the feeling like with all the stuff that's happened, all the changes that have happened with Auburn? Obviously, Brian Harson coming in. He's getting his coaching staff together. What's the vibe like? People excited? They waiting and seeing? What, what's kind of people feeling like? What's going on with Auburn football right now? Such an interesting situation. Uh, the AD essentially went rogue. The way things work at Auburn is you've got these folks that have money and they, they buy influence over the program. He circumvented those people, Alan Green did. First time since the 70s, probably, that's happened. And he went out and hired a guy, really, without them knowing about it or, or agreeing with it. So it was kind of a weird hire. Uh, it was a thinking man's hire, so to speak. I mean, to go get a dude from Boise. And he listen, Brian Harson did good work at Boise, but he has no ties to the Southeast. He's put together a staff that I like. It's definitely a no-nonsense staff. Derek Mason, as the defensive coordinator, I think is a brilliant uh, stroke of genius right there. I didn't know he would be available, honestly. Uh, Mike Bobo is his offensive coordinator. Not sure on that one, but I know he's a great recruiter. I think Auburn people, are they want to see something different. They were happy that Gus is gone for the most part. Um, I just don't know. Brian Harson's it's just been so secretive. Things have been going so slowly. And, again, a lot of people here kind of dislike Harson from the outset because of the way that he was hired. Yeah, it was a crazy, crazy coaching carousel in the SEC. And just in general, I mean, for crying out loud, we had Tennessee who thought that that would all go down the way it has. And it's still ongoing uh, with their situation. But it never sleeps, and it just means more 
here in the SEC. Jay, we appreciate you joining us, man. Enjoy the game tonight, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you later down the road. All right, guys. Holler at me anytime. Be good. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that we may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. See you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 